Welcome back to another episode of Disturbing Tales, ripped straight from the Reddit platform. Not only will we be uncovering three new terrifying first-hand accounts, but I have a bit of a surprise in today's upload. Please be sure to stick with me between stories to learn what it is. I'm sure that some of you will truly enjoy what we have in store. But now, without any further delay, grab your snacks, sit back, and let's dive right in. Almost a year ago, I, a 24-year-old male, was fresh out of college and had just moved into an apartment with my middle school best friend, 23-year-old female, and her fiancé, a 25-year-old male. This happened to be after a long period of not seeing her in person. My bestie and I had a long and great relationship with a few rocky periods. I didn't know her fiancé well, but had met him a couple of times. He always came off as kind of rude and loud, but mostly nice enough. I let a lot of little annoying behavior slide because she was just so in love with him. I really just wanted to spend time with my best friend and keep a nice roof over my head. But over the course of a few months, I slowly discovered that she was trapped in an abusive relationship with the most classic example of a malignant, narcissist imaginable. Their fights, really just him raging at her while she cried, escalated to the point where he was completely trashing the apartment, breaking her phone and laptop, hiding her car keys, blocking the door so she couldn't leave, and grabbing her arm so hard that she had bruises up and down it, all the while hurling out the worst insults he could fathom at the top of his lungs for hours on end. This man is about a foot taller and a hundred pounds heavier than me, so there was nothing I could do other than give her a ride somewhere else, away from him until the next day, when he had usually calmed down. And he didn't like it when I did that. Once it reached the point of physical harm against her, I put my foot down and demanded that he move out, or I'd call the cops promptly. He wasn't technically signed onto the lease, so we did have leverage in kicking him out. He begged for time to find a new place. He was extremely drunk and high the night that he hurt her, and he promised to stay sober until he moved out. Not wanting to escalate things further, I agreed on the condition that nothing like that ever happen again. My friend and her fiancé broke up soon after that. Three weeks pass, and everything's going great. Ex-fiancé has found a new place, is in training for a new job, and while still loud and inconsiderate, he hasn't caused any problems. I'm getting ready for bed early one evening. I have an important meeting at work the next day. I put on my comfy pajamas, locking my door before I change, just out of habit. My best friend is out working, and it's just me upstairs in bed, an ex-fiancé downstairs yelling on the phone about something. I tune him out and ultimately try to go to sleep. My chest rattles from the booming footfalls up the stairs to my room, waking me from my sleep. My eyes snap open to see my bedroom doorknob rattling back and forth. Luckily, it's still locked. He lets out a yell of pure malice and bangs on my door. He screams my name and it's so slurred that it sounds like he's trying to impersonate some sort of lizard man. The hinges aren't looking so good. We lived in a crappy, cheap apartment with thin doors. I have to do something before he breaks open the door, right? I say the only thing that I can think of. What the fuck? Suddenly, the banging and screaming stops. My doorknob falls still. After a terrifying moment of silence, he says flatly, Open the door, bud. Just come on. 
open the door. I still laugh about that one. Like after all that, I just walk over and open up. Instead, I grabbed my essentials and jumped out the window. I was on the second floor, but we lived on a hill, so the fall wasn't quite that high. I still managed to fall wrong, though, hurting my ankle as I did. I hobbled as quickly as I could to my car and peeled out. I called my best friend and warned her not to go home. We made plans for her to stay with a friend after she got off work. I made it to the friend's house and passed out for a few hours of rest. I woke up to a call from my bestie. Apparently, ex-fiancé traveled all the way to her workplace with a knife and broke in. He assaulted her and held the knife up to her special needs client's throat, saying that he'd kill him in front of her. Thank God a co-worker overheard everything in another room and was able to call the police in time for everyone to come out alive. My best friend also said he was on the phone with her while he was banging on my door, and he said he was going to kill me while he made her listen. I was totally alone in the apartment with him, sleeping upstairs in bed. If I hadn't have locked my door that night, I wonder if I would even still be alive. If I had left my car keys downstairs, what would I have been able to do to get away? When I returned to my apartment the next morning, my door was absolutely obliterated, obviously kicked in. All my belongings were scattered everywhere, and the large butcher knives were missing from the kitchen. Instead, sitting in the corner of the hallway to my room. If you ever have to wonder if one small act can really affect your life and livelihood, I'd encourage you to think back on that night of mine, where the simple act of flipping that lock on that cheap, flimsy door absolutely saved my life. Last summer, I took two of my kids and two of my daughter's friends to a renaissance fair. As we were leaving the park, the girls, 15, 15, and 16, were walking ahead of us, and I could see this odd man approach them and appear to ask to take their pictures. He had camera equipment, so my first thought was he was probably with the fair, taking pictures to be sold. When I got up close to them, I realized he didn't have an employee shirt on or any other indication of who he was. I stopped him from taking the picture and politely asked why he was taking a picture of my girls. Just one is mine, but he didn't need to know that. He had the gall to bristle and say, well, first of all, because they said I could, as he turned his back to me. I tell you right now, that was the wrong thing to do, buddy. I stepped in front of him and said, absolutely not. You're not taking pictures of them. The girls were visibly confused and the dude tried to motion to them to step to the side. I raised my voice to make a scene and said, you are not taking photos of my girls. He asked which one was mine. I glared at him with my best teacher glare and said, all of them are. He shook his head and began to walk off before turning to hand two of them business cards after saying to call him. I grabbed them out of his hand and told him to leave now. He stormed off. The cards had perforations on the edges and looked as though he had hastily made them at home, poorly at that. They advertised him as a quote, modeling agent, with a phone number listed. The kids wanted to know why I was so mean to him. They had also assumed he was with the fair. But after I explained that if he had been legit, he would have been looking for a parent rather than avoiding one. And I explained what kind of modeling 
he may have had in mind. I could see from their faces the instant that this clicked. They all recoiled as the creepiness began to set in. We made it away safe and unscathed that day. I reported that man and his business cards to the police promptly. But that drive home, I sat in the driver's seat, absolutely fuming, thinking about what the possible intentions of that creeper were, as well as pondering the sheer audacity of that guy. I'm truly excited to present you with the sponsor of today's video. If you're looking for ways to transport yourself even further while enjoying the content here, perhaps you're looking to dive into a world of darkness and horror, then it's my pleasure to introduce you to the ultimate coloring book for those who dare to go beyond the realm of ordinary. Far from your average coloring book, each page of this dark fantasy illustrative book is a gateway to a sinister and chilling universe filled with terrifying creatures and downright haunting monsters. As you color in these pages, you'll find yourself in a world of nightmares and terror, but that's not all. Found on each page is a set of creepy quotes set to send shivers down your spine and leave you wondering what lurks in the shadows. Every illustration in this book is crafted with meticulous attention to detail that brings your darkest fears to life. And with every pencil stroke, you'll breathe life into these chilling designs, making them your own. This is not your grandmother's coloring book. It's for those that crave the thrill of the unknown and aren't afraid to embrace their inner darkness. So if you're ready to enter a world of terror and unlock your creative potential, order your copy of the Dark Fantasy Horror Coloring Book from Amazon today. Find the link on screen and in the description below. I grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s. I spent a lot of time outside and I loved all animals, including bugs, frogs, and lizards. My little brother played a lot of sports, so on weekends, I was always dragged to his games, and after school I often had to attend his practices with both he and my parents. It was soccer season, and I had to go with my mom to one of my brother's soccer practices after school that day. I was probably eight years old, maybe nine years old, and I'm a girl just for reference. It was a local park surrounded by some wilderness, including some hiking trails. I rather liked this park because off to the side of the soccer fields was a creek with frogs and other reptiles. I'd love to go over there and look at them, try to catch them, all that kid stuff. It was evening time and the sun was starting to set, but there was still plenty of light out. I told my mom I was going to go down to the creek to catch frogs. It was down the hill slightly from the fields and obscured by some bushes and shrubs, but there was a clear dirt trail that ran alongside the creek. So I scurried on down there and was carefully studying the waters, looking for frogs. When suddenly a man's voice startles me. What you looking for? I look up and see a middle-aged man, dressed in typical office or business wear, button-up shirt, slacks, dress shoes. He was standing on the trail, blocking my route back up to the soccer fields, just looking at me and smiling. I was a shy and cautious child, so... I just looked at the man and didn't reply at first. My spidey senses were already tingling and I remember feeling nervous and uneasy. I sometimes saw hikers on the trail by the creek but his outfit and appearance told me that he wasn't a hiker. He then asked me, are you looking for butterflies? I saw some down there, as he points further down the trail 
and away from the soccer fields. I just said no and started looking around at what my options were. I felt the need to get out of there, fast. But as I mentioned, he was standing on the trail which was my route back to the fields, to safety. There were thick bushes on the hillside between the trail and where the fields were. So I started making my way up the rocks to the side of the creek towards the trail, further down from where he stood. And to my alarm, he started moving down the trail towards me. Need some help? He said. I was now starting to panic. Although nothing had happened, and he seemed friendly, it just felt wrong to me. I just got stranger danger vibes all over my body. I remember feeling a burst of adrenaline and fear. I shouted no and booked it up the rocks, across the trail and crashed my way through the bushes towards the soccer fields. I remember the feeling of branches scratching me and catching on my clothes, but I didn't care. I literally scrambled my way through them all till I came up to the fields and sprinted over to where my mom was watching my brother's practice. I probably looked like hell, so she of course asked what the heck happened, and I told her the whole story. I couldn't help but feel as if she thought I was just making up stories though, because I don't remember any adult going down the creek to look for that weird man. I'll never know if this guy posed a real threat or not. He could have just been getting some fresh air on his way home from work. Who knows? I just know that it made my skin crawl at the time, and even more so thinking about it now. <laughs>